We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everybody. If you have not yet listened to episodes 45 and 46 of The Breakdown, stop now, go back, and listen there first. Because today is part three in a series on the Central Park Five. In part one, I really unpacked the power of having Ava DuVernay tell the story of the Central Park Five in her new Netflix series. In part two, I unpack the Supreme Court case that is really keeping us from holding the corrupt prosecutors in the Central Park Five case accountable. And today, I'm going to give us some very specific action steps that we can take together. But today is going to make way more sense if you listen to episodes 45 and 46 first. If you do that, our action steps will have way more meaning and depth. But let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. Justice is really damn hard to come by in this country. And I've unpacked and explained some of what I'm about to say before, but I have to repeat it. Justice, particularly if you've been railroaded by police or prosecutors, it's not so rare because we're not working hard enough. It's not so rare because we don't care enough. It's not that. Justice is so rare, particularly in cases of police violence or in the case of prosecutors who are corrupt or in in the case of prosecutorial misconduct, justice is so rare because the laws are designed in a way to protect them and not us. And I mean that literally. That's not hyperbole. I'm not exaggerating. The laws are in place. That's what the last episode was really about, to protect prosecutors and not us. For hundreds of years, and that's what we have to understand, the justice system we have now, it may be today's justice system, but it took hundreds of years to build it. And for hundreds of years, American police and prosecutors and their unions have fought for protections all the way up to the Supreme Court. And those protections make it nearly impossible to ever hold them accountable. Yesterday on episode 46, I broke down the Supreme Court case Embler versus Pacman of 1976, which gives prosecutors to this day absolute immunity. That's a quote, absolute immunity from being sued for their misconduct, even if it was deliberate, even if they framed a person, even if they suppressed evidence that would free you or concocted evidence that would convict you. Embler versus Pacman took away all rights of citizens to hold corrupt prosecutors accountable. And for just a second, I need to break down the difference for us between absolute immunity and qualified immunity. Let me break it down. Break it down. 
As it stands right now, American prosecutors have absolute immunity from being held legally responsible for their misconduct. And that word absolute, it's as strong as you think it is. Embler versus Pacman of 1976 gives American prosecutors more protection from their own misconduct really than any other profession in the nation. And I think it's wrong. I think Embler versus Pacman is wrong. I think it should be challenged and I think it should be overturned. But it's hardly been challenged. And at the very most, prosecutors should have what's called qualified immunity. And what that means is that government officials who have qualified immunity, they still have extensive legal protections. And I won't even argue against that for now. But let's say prosecutors had qualified immunity. Now, they would still have far more protection than the average everyday citizen. But those protections have a few essential qualifications or standards that they have to meet. So government officials with qualified immunity, they lose their immunity if they knowingly violate the law or knowingly violate someone's constitutional rights. Now, those things are still harder to prove than it seems. But at least someone with qualified immunity, at least some legal ground exists to try to hold those people accountable. Whereas people with absolute immunity are virtually untouchable. Which brings me back to the Central Park Five. If you've watched When They See Us on Netflix, or if you've studied the case of the Central Park Five for yourself, you know that Linda Fairstein, who was the head of the sex crimes unit of the Manhattan DA's office, she was at the center of the injustice that happened to these five young boys. She was the mastermind of the case. She oversaw every detail. Everything that happened in the case happened under her watch. She suppressed DNA evidence that would have exonerated the boys. She oversaw the forced confessions, and she knew that they didn't have a single shred of physical evidence that these boys had anything to do with the assault. But she didn't care. And when it was all said and done, and the boys got sent to jail and prison for years, she got rich off of it. She became famous. Glamour magazine named her their woman of the year. She ended up quitting the Manhattan DA's office and started writing crime novels and became a New York socialite. She made a fortune. She was appointed to over a dozen nonprofit boards. And even after the boys were exonerated, even after it was proven through DNA evidence and, a, and an actual confession that someone else committed the crime and that the boys had nothing to do with it, none of those boards thought twice about removing her. Think about that for a minute. What, for most of us, was one of the biggest injustices of the 20th century didn't cause charities and colleges to even bat an eye. Our pain was irrelevant to them. And Linda Fairstein appointed Assistant District Attorney Elizabeth Letterer as the lead prosecutor on this case. And Letterer ignored every bit of evidence, every inconsistency, every lie that was told, every abuse, Everything that would have exonerated the boys, she ignored. 
and every lie that convicted them, she lifted up. And to this day, she's still in the Manhattan DA's office, and she's a professor at Columbia Law School. Her co-prosecutor was Tim Clements, who has since left the Manhattan DA's office, but is practicing law full-time in Cleveland. And all of that leads me to our action steps for today, because we're going to have to take action into our own hands. Action, 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 steps, take action, 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 steps. Now remember, these prosecutors have absolute immunity. So even though the city paid these families 40 plus million dollars for what they suffered, and even though the boys were exonerated, even though the cases were overturned, they all continued, every one of these prosecutors continued without even a speed bump in their careers. Hell, they benefited from this case. And that's not okay. And what I often have to tell families that I'm trying to counsel or guide through the process of justice is that we may not get justice in the courts. We may not get a traditional form of justice. So sometimes we have to make our own justice. And that's what we're going to have to do with Linda Fairstein, with Elizabeth Letterer, and with Tim Clements, the prosecutors in this case. Because here's what I know. The only justice we're ever going to get is the justice we fight for ourselves. Nobody is going to hold them responsible without us fighting for it. Do you know what I'm saying? So today, I'm going to give us three clear action steps to take. And this can just be the beginning. But people need to feel the heat and the pressure. And they need to understand that there are consequences to this type of misconduct and mistreatment. So action step number one is this. Elizabeth Letterer needs to be let go from Columbia Law School. No prosecutor that has done what she did should be elevated to the role of a professor of law to students. Students have been protesting her being a professor there for nearly a generation. It's outrageous. And I need you all to make a phone call and send an email. Of course, as always, be courteous, be professional. I understand we're all frustrated, but that won't help us as we make phone calls and emails. I need you to call the dean of the faculty at Columbia Law School. Her name is Jillian Lester. She's a great person. Her phone number is 212-854-2675. Again, that's the phone number of Jillian Lester. It's 212-854-2675. If she's not there, ask to speak to her assistant or even leave a message on her voicemail just communicating to her that no prosecutor involved in the Central Park Five case involved in such misconduct should be teaching law at the law school. You can also email Jillian Lester at glester at law.columbia.edu. That's glester, L-E-S-T-E-R, glester at law.columbia.edu. Be yourself. Be honest. Be clear and just let her know how you feel. Now, our second action step is this. We need to call the Manhattan DA's office, all right? Call them at 212-335-9000. Again, that's 212-335-9000. 
call the Manhattan DA's office and ask to speak to a supervisor to let them know that you would like an official integrity review unit to review every case that Linda Fairstein and her team oversaw. Now, if they tell you they don't know the process of that, ask them to speak to somebody that does. Because every office in the Manhattan DA's office, every DA's office rather in New York City, has an integrity review unit. Ask them what it's going to take for something like that to happen with Linda Fairstein's case, considering that her biggest case, the Central Park Five case, was overturned and rife with misconduct. After you do that, after you make that call, they may give you a new number. They may give you a new email address. Follow up with it and then let me know how it goes. Email me directly at thebreakdown at thenorthstar.com. Again, email me directly at thebreakdown at thenorthstar.com and let me know how it goes. And then lastly, and we'll close with this for today, I need us to contact Tim Clements, the co-prosecutor in this case. I need us to contact him ourselves because he's not feeling any heat whatsoever on this. And he has continued to speak out on this case as if everything he did was right, as if the boys are still guilty, and he needs to feel the heat and the pressure. He is currently a private attorney. This number and all of these numbers are publicly available on their own websites, so we're not doxing anybody or giving you information that's not available from a simple Google search. I want you to email Tim Clements at T Clements. That's the letter T, C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S, T. Clements at Nicola.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-A.com. T. Clements at Nicola.com. And also give him a call at 216-621-7227. Save these numbers in your phone. 216-621-7227. You may have to ask to speak to Tim Clements, or even ask to speak to someone in his office, and let him know how you feel about his actions in the Central Park Five case. All right? I appreciate you. The only justice we're going to get is the justice we fight for ourselves. Break it down. Thank you all for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps like Apple Podcast or Spotify. And please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're not going to get there without you. Have you left a review yet? On Apple Podcasts, we now have nearly 5,000, no, no, 8,000 rather, five-star reviews. But we're aiming for 10,000 and we're getting close. So we still want to hear from you. So please, please leave your best review when you get some time. Of course, thank you to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate each of you so very much. And if you love this podcast and you want to support our work or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, 
We'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community, and you can do that today at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have our podcast, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lysandra, our editor, Richard, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. Break it down. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.